Good evening, everybody. Well, welcome to tonight's show. It marks the beginning of the new season for the Calaviches. And we'll be talking about the transfer window so far. Verily, it's been one hell of a business for clubs, players, and the fans. Because we are all involved in whatever business our club is trying to do this window. And for some of us, we've had good signings coming into the way. Some good uh, players leaving our clubs and moving up to moving on to bigger or better or worse. So um, first should be the leaving of Sergio Mane from Liverpool to Bayern Munich, and I feel like that should be one of, if not one major sale um we've had this window also signing of um Eli Haaland from Dortmund and the signing of um Darwin Nunez but before we move into this discussion proper I want to let you know that I am not alone my name is Trux and with me I have the clan of which is I'm gonna let them introduce themselves one by one so let's start with Udo yeah Trux thank you for having me uh, it's good to be here. It's been an exciting season. We can't wait to have a new season. And um, yeah, to know who and who gets the best players. Thank you. Yeah, Judo. So nice to be here once again. Uh, next to me, Hugo. Calling the Hugo man. Hugo, say hi. Right, hi. Good evening. And welcome to the podcast show. Welcome to our weekly analysis of football show and we are hoping to see more of our Nigerian boys in the Premier League. Hi everyone. Hope you guys are doing fine. Yeah, we're good. Um this month. Say hi. What's up man? How's he over there? Yeah, one minute. Uh, Ichi America speaking. Um, it's good, man. Good to be here. Good to start up the new season. And hopefully, Arsenal makes me proud this season. That, that's a big hopefully, my man. Hopefully. Mr. Patrick, the only Katapatowski. So nice to have you this season, man. Yeah, good evening. Good to be here. I'm happy that we are back to our podcast. I hope this season will be a nice one for us all. Thank you. Yeah, we have Nidu as well. Nidu is here also. Can you say hi? Hi, good evening. Um, good to be back. We are anticipating the new season and hope that it will be very, very, very fruitful and nice for everyone. All right, thank you. Yeah. Mr. Kachi, hi, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, everyone. Also, open on us now. They are regular, regularly messing up every season, but this time, not for the best. It's good to be here. Chris, welcome. Hi, good evening. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come to your team later. We know what man is doing this this window, but let's talk about uh, the window paper the, in the EPL. So, 
like I mentioned earlier, we had some big names leaving the EPL this season, and we had some big names coming to the EPL this season. The likes of Sidemane has left Liverpool for Bayern Munich. What do you guys think of that, um, Samuel? Samuel. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't uh, paying much attention. Is there, uh, can you come again? Instead, we've had, looking at the APL window this season, you, can you, you can had you some. Again with the question? I said, looking at the APL this window this season, we've had some big names leave the APL, and we had some big names coming to the APL this season. Yeah. Uh, one of the big names leaving was Sadio Mane, leaving Liverpool for Bayern Munich. What do you think of that transfer? Well, uh, I think the transfer, the transfer was a very nice transfer in my in my opinion, though, because uh, him in his own part, he was actually seeking for uh, an increase in pay. But uh, I think Liverpool was also trying to secure that of Salas, so they, they can't. I don't. I don't think they will be able to secure that of money and that of Salah. So he ended up with Salah and decided to let money go. And for me, it's also uh, a nice, uh, a nice outcome because uh, it has a whole new adventure in front of him, money. So he can go there, and I believe he can also replicate his form, his form he did in Liverpool. So uh, I wish him luck, and I'll still be, I'll still watch his game. I'm not a Liverpool fan, so I'm a Mayu fan, but uh, I would like to see what he's got and what he's going to perform there in Bayern. Nice one. Yeah, there. nice one for club. I mean, when I said that the time because of the money, he went for other opportunities and uh, to probably personal reasons uh, uh, for him. But moving on from Liverpool, they had very one of the highest transfer this window, signing of Darwin Nunez from Benfica. Uh, we watched the Liverpool Benfica game in the Champions League last season. We saw the quality Nunez brought to the game, scoring two at Anfield to give um, Benfica some sort of lifeline, although it wasn't enough for the Portuguese team. What do we think about the Nunez transfer to Liverpool and how it will affect the set up club plans for this season because right now they have a front of Salah, Mad, um, Salah, Jota, Luis Diaz, Femino and now Darwin Nunez coming in for roughly 90 million to 100 million. Um, Hugo, what can you say about Darwin Nunez transfer? Oh, well, uh, let's say bring out bad news. Everybody's hyped up about Nunez but I personally think uh, it's not it's not a wise move actually personally i think first because i'm kind of concerned that you can cough up 100 million for somebody and you can't increase money switch that's one second is Nunes has just one good season just one and even the good season is something others have done signing him for 100 million already puts pressure on him now money has gone he might not be playing exactly where money is playing but he needs to fill in the shoes he needs to be churning out goals or assists day in, day out. It's the Premier League, so I think the pressure will be too much. Before I come back to your one good season that Nunez has had, I want to ask Kachi 
how he thinks about how Klopp plans to set up his team this season. It's not going to be the regular Salah, Mane, Femino, or Jota. Now there are four possible front liners for Liverpool. Four possible attackers that are very fast, good on the ball, and have a high for a goal. So how do you think Klopp plans to deploy these machines this season? Kachi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firstly, I'll say I'm really bummed about the transfer out of money because I love that trio. Um, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but when Arsenal started messing up, I sort of just veered towards Liverpool throughout last season and the season before. Um, for club set up this new season, um, since one is gone and there's the Darwin Nunez in front, there's the Femiu. Even though it's like <laughs> on the pecking order, it's falling down. I believe um, it will still be Salah on the right, as usual. Nobody is disputing that one. <laughs> then um, Diaz on the left is a proven Premier League asset, like what we saw last season. He came in and he just bounced right into the team and week in week out performing at the top level um i think earlier or early on in the season we'll be seeing a lot of um jota in the middle uh, we know the hype of diaz we've seen clips on youtube and some flashes in ucl um but uh, is the premier league can't just get a player and throw throw them right in uh, for example, Lukaku that has been in the Premier League for so long, he came back and <laughs> was basically a flop. So I expect the first few matches, maybe Jota starts a few. And um, depends on um, Darwin, when he makes his cameo in those matches, um, if he performs well, I believe he might just find a way into the starting lineup of the team in this season. Um, but I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, <laughs> I'm really hoping on Diaz to fill in Manny's shoes because, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's replacing, he's taking like Manny Sports in, in FPL for me. So uh, I'm excited. I'm just excited about the prospects for now. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, we all are excited to see how club will line up this season, starting with the competition at Kansas City in you know, the first of this month, July. Well, back to you, go. You were talking about um, Nunez having just one good season in Portugal and splashing that amount on him for not having a good season in Portugal. Does it seem right? You go. Um, case where, okay, take for example, Salah, he didn't do well in EPL, but he went and did well in Italy. You can say for two teams, Valentina and Roma, and he came back to Rapid one. Magnetic ghost. Don't you think Junior's could adapt easily and shift into the club's um, ideology? Do you think that because he, he has the one good season per se and spending that amount on him was way, way too much? No, no, yeah, I think you're missing it. Look, he's from Benfica. Benfica has shown over the years that they have good products. I'm not doubting his quality, but this is the issue, right? A player like Nunes needs time to adjust. I don't think he will hit the ground running. But the problem is, given he was bought for 100 million, he won't have the time 
he'll be judged per match. And had it been there was money, that was actually it's not necessarily female issues, but there was always money to cover up some. For example, Jota has been awful, but he scores goals, right? But money has been there to cover up. You see, money perform, Salah perform. Now it's going to be Salah, and the next big name they'll be looking at is Nunes. You get so there won't be time for him to catch up and all that. For every match he does not perform, he will be battered. So I think that's it. that pressure enough is enough. So I don't think he will hit it. Yeah, speaking of speaking of speaking, speaking of pressure, I get what you mean. Yeah, the pressure is gonna be enough. Um, that player pressure will be enough or way more on because City's new boy, the world kid from Norway, coming to fill in his father's shoes at the Etihad. City signed Jerry Allen for a, I think 50 million from Dortmund, and we know how good he is on the ball. We know how good he is for scoring goals. We know how much of a beast at the young age looking at his numbers and you wonder how he gets to score this much goals even up to 25 years. Udo, do you think with the way Pep sets up his team, do you think Alan will walk right into the city squad and starts every game? Or would he be rotated? What do you think about this Alan transfer from Dortmund to Man City? Yeah, thank you, Jukes. Thank you, Jukes, for that. Um... I think uh, Haaland coming into Man City gives them a, a very big boost to continue cruising in the Premier League like they've always done. Um, but I think I think I think Haaland will, will have a problem in Man City because this Man City side is um, a very strong side, a strong midfield side, and um, they've always been known for um, having um, so much squad, so much talent in their midfield. And so if you look at the Man City team. Haaland has Haaland really needs to prove himself for um Pep to keep him for um to keep him there as um not... sorry but does he does does he really need to prove uh, because he has proven enough time he has from Salzburg to Dortmund and what he's doing for the for, for the Norwegian team in the Nations League this season already. He is known to score goals. And over over time, Man City is a class card. Over time they are not known to have um, a particular striker. Okay, Aguero, Aguero did it for some time, but over time they've built a solid team that's to the test of time. Now, if you if you'd ask me, I feel I feel personally for um, Premier League, most of the strikers in Premier League are always flops. I don't know why. After performing for some time in other leagues, they come to the Premier League and they become flops. So um, he really has something to prove, and and uh, believe me. If he comes in the first two matches and don't don't score, don't be surprised because uh, it's it is how it is. It is what it is. So we, let's not be surprised if first two matches, first three matches, he doesn't perform as we expect. So um, I really personally I feel he still has to prove himself in the Premier League. That's interesting to note. Desmond, do you share this sentiment with um, Alan? And looking at City's incomings this season, they've had. Alan and Julian Navarez from um, the Brazilian outfit, I think. So, what do you think about this window for City? Is it a turn about window? They're, they're looking to add more in the back line, looking to add Cucurella from Brighton and so one or one, one or two other defenders. What do you think about their transfer window this season? Is it, do you think do you give it a turn about 10 score? 
so for me with city transfer window that i would suggest is that it's not really their incoming is their outgoing and this is something i really share too with the liverpool side too it's letting money go because there is no liverpool fan out there that will be happy with money living because it's about getting excuse me those 90 something points they usually get it's not just about the starting eleven. Sometimes it looks like the starting eleven is so good, and we forget that it's just there. But the squad depth. When you have a player like Diaz coming off the bench to enter for money, when you have a player like Jota coming off the bench, it's different from when you have Jota starting and all this. Thing. So, Man City now letting Gabriel Jesus leave to Arsenal. I know he's not the best striker in the world, but he was good for them in big games. Then we have um, we are Stephen Sterling leaving them to trying to go to complete a deal with Chelsea but like for their signings for Haaland and Nunes I think they are great deals because more times than not these coaches both Pep and Klopp get their signings right I think everything that revolves around City and Liverpool starts with their coach because like you hardly see them yes came in January and it looked like he stopped there already like he doesn't even need his you see some signings coming to other clubs and they'll be like oh let's give them one season free to mess up and come back next season to start playing well and some clubs have been giving some players like four seasons to mess up to come back and start playing well but you see some people hit the ground running and wish and even when money was there with Diaz and all these players and Jota all of them were scoring goals so Nunes is always going to score goals my only fear with Alan is that he's having we're having some injuries and trouble sometimes because there are games Dortmund we need him in Champions League or something like that and he's out for like a month or two months so this kind of time and let's not forget that yes we say Man City don't really need a striker but every time they lose or they lose a big game we think oh the striker would have co- covered that for them especially last season where they were really trying to sign Kane I felt like Kane may have been the better signing for them even though it's older but Haaland is not a bad option Thank you very much. That's some interesting take. And I totally agree because much the Pep and, and um, club are not known to have bad signings. Most of their players hit the ground running from the first game. Say for instance, they bought in Diaz. When they bought when Pep bought in Diaz from Bifika, nobody knew Diaz from anywhere. But he had a very good season. And even making the, the um, UEFA um, Defender of the Year. So, this, 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 these signings are very good. But talking about the outgoings for City, he said, mention Jesus moving to Arsenal. And the Arsenal side, this team from North London, have had a very busy window. I would say busy. They had the incoming of Fabio Vieira, 21 year old from Porto for 45, 40 million. They had Gabriel Jesus for 45 million. Chinemarem. What can you say about the signing? the Arsenal business this season? Yeah, um, I believe the point if things Ateta came in, I've always been a preacher of peace and not violence, right? So, and I always tried to look at it from his own point of view. Every manager wants to be in control. So, and if you look at the direction of the players he bought so far, you would see that he is trying to fix the areas we actually had issues last season. Issues that cost us the top four finish. And 
they, we still need more signings, but I'm happy. I believe most people telling me that um, Jesus is not this, he's not that. Jesus is not this, he's not that. But I keep saying that this guy didn't work out for you. Doesn't mean it won't, it won't work out for us. Alexis Sanchez worked out for Arsenal and then he went to Mike and he flopped. So there are a lot of instances where it happens. And if we are going to judge Ateta and Mutu by their silence, especially the ones, because what I'm going to say this is because some people are going to be arrested. Because I'm referring to the players that are meant to be like the players. If you look at all his acquisitions, they have been top-notch and they have been delivered. So I believe so far we are getting there and then all he needs to do is maybe get a backup for party. Unless this issue he has with the whole case is true, then we have to get a replacement. But if it's not, get a backup for him. And then already we are looking at a backup for Thierry. So, so far, with the players we have been linked with, I think we're good to go for next season. Thank you very much for that. Um, we had Fabio Vieira, 21 year old. I mean, coming in for that amount, 45 million, was is it is it really worth the price tag slapped on him by Porto? Is it really worth the the um amount as now splashed to get someone that young? I mean, you look at other clubs. Top clubs in England, Liverpool City, and look at how much they get the young players for. And you don't see them getting the spent the city spent for five minutes to get Kevin Phillips. It's proven in the AP in the um APL from Leeds United. And he's someone that starts for the, the national team, senior team, and he saw what he did at Euro. So that kind of factor for him is 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 understandable. But for Vieira that you've you don't see him in the Portuguese national first team. He's coming from their from their youth team and 21 year old from Portugal. For that amount, what do you think about that? This one. With Ateta, there's there's only one good sign in this season, and that's um, for my opinion, that would be great, Gabriel Jesus. But even for that signing, I think we overpaid which is 45 million for a player with one year left on his contract. I've not seen any club come pay us 45 million for any of our players with one year left on their contract. We gave Aubameyang up for free and I don't think Gabriel Jesus was better than him because Aubameyang won golden boots. This guy did not. Last season he had eight goals and four goals in one game against Watford in a team of Man City that had 99 goals in Premier League. Excuse me. So, my the Fabio Vieira guy, he, he just broke into the photo team in January when they had injury crisis and so theirs. So I don't feel like we need we needed to pay that 40 million or whatever we paid for him. And the other day I saw him with something on his leg. He even looks like I'm stronger than him, and I'm not a professional footballer. And then you're spending 45 million. On these kind of players that against City, against Chelsea, against Tottenham, how much did Tottenham pay for Bisuma? Like I could have paid less for Bisuma for that that kind of player. Why am I going to pay 45 million in a player with all the stats and everything? So I think that Edu's deal have just looked like the easy deals for me because 
guess what? Uh, Fabio Vera speaks uh, Portuguese or Brazilian like Edu. Then Gabriel Jesus is Brazilian. Like, it's easy, easy deals that are going for with ridiculous amount, keeping some money in their back pocket, obviously. Like, and then I feel like we weaker this season. And I'm an Arsenal fan saying that because, like, last season, at this time last season, we had Lacazette and Aubameyang leading the line for us. This season, we have Nketiah and Gabriel Jesus. And Nketiah is wearing number 14 now, looks like a new signing, making 100,000 pounds a week. Yo, I know many people playing street football in Nigeria that can play more than Nketiah. Like, he's not a striker for us now. This guy went to one team, is he not Norwich or something? And he couldn't even start regularly there. Or I think Leeds United or so. And he couldn't even start games there. And we're giving him number 14. That's his number. And then we're signing Gabriel Jesus that signed eight goals. I, I feel Gabriel Jesus is our best signing of everything. But that's seen something for a striker that was playing right swing in Man City. As a striker, he's coming just eight goals. It's going to be good for us now, but am I expecting him to score us more than 10 goals? No. I'm expecting him to give us decent performance. In the other day, after the game in preseason, what did he say? I am not the superstar. I came here to join as a team and be family. Like, he's being honest. But Ateta and all these NNA guys, they are not honest about their self. Claiming they are going for the big boys. We all know that's not true. Like, I can't wait for. Like, if I see what I want to say about Ateta, let me just say I can't wait for him to get fired because, like, the guy is... There was no... Um, there was no... Um, you know, when, when you sign your coaches, you look at their CV and everything. What was the CV behind it? Oh, he's Pep's assistant. Guess what? Let me ask everybody on this chat. How many people know the current Pep assistant's name? Let's go and sign the new assistant for Pep now. Since we know how to go take assistance, it's not a guarantee that every top manager assistant will become something. It's not a guarantee. So why are we not going for what is guaranteed? Because we're spending, because instead of me paying 40 million for Vieira, I'd rather have something and sign a proven player in Premier League. Like a Declan Rice. If you can't get that, what about what Paul? Like there are many names before I look at Fabio Vieira because in against Man City, Rodri will close him up easily and it will be like all those kind of players you need to substitute up in the first half. So like like I said, uh the Vieira guy he just broke into the team, but if you can see the point the thing about the guy is his ability to create. Now if you look at the Arsenal squad in the whole midfield, the only player that has that ability is Odegaard. That's why Odegaard has to play. If he does not perform, the midfield is usually dead. There's always Zaka and uh, what's his name? Pate, Elneny. Their job is just Pate. defensive. Yeah, their job is just more of winning the ball back. Now, creativity has always been an issue. And given that style of play, he plays free flowing football. He actually needs that guy. Now, I understand the complaint of not getting a striker, but Jesus Gabriel is, uh, he turns up in big occasions, right? He turns up in big locations. This is a good buy. We can't take that away from him. If you, I thought you would be complaining about uh, not getting, how like not getting a winger to complement Saka. 
And that's what I was thinking you see. But if you complain about this guy, it's Portugal. Portugal, they sell their players expensive. And given the ability of the guy, I think that's five minutes. I think that's five million. It's fair. It's fair. It's a fair deal. 45, 40, 40, 145 within within that range. But yeah, you've spoken you've very, very well. I mean, while other teams have been busy, um, we had some teams that have not really hit the ground running in the tournament. Uh, yes, I'm speaking of the Red Devils, United. They've only had one signing coming in so far, and a whole lot of big names rumor like in contact with talking to and all we had tires uh, um Malaysia I hope I felt pronounced uh, it correctly coming to their um, first team squad the first signing of the Eric De Hag Hera what is United's plan for this window Chris what do you think okay um first off it's we started the the season with a good um, the, the decision of um, hiring um, and Hang, which is good. I've always wanted him rather than going for Pochettino. I've always wanted him because I felt like he has, um, if we can be able to be patient with him, we can get at least to get a certain level of playing very good, patient football. Which, that is, if only the players available now can buy into his ideas on how he wants to play so i think that has been our greatest decision we've had for the past um since um since um ferguson left yes that's one, one of our best decisions going for ten hank and uh now sorry we'll... not even not even Mourinho. you don't agree with the Mourinho well, signing um, I'm not trying to say according to success and everything. I'm just saying it's. I, I feel we need stability. Mourinho was just stability. Mourinho was an instant success that we needed. If we wanted stability, I'm sure we would have gone for someone that would have just been able to build a team and give him. Should give give him time to build a team that can last for long, that can be able to sustain the kind of intensity that Manchester and Liverpool are bringing forth into the Premier League at the, at the moment. Yes, Mourinho came, he did wonders for us within one year, two years, and the team just all of a sudden collapsed within that time frame. So it's not as if we didn't make a good decision getting Mourinho, but I still feel the hang is, it's, it's, I am in support of it, which is good. But now for us to be able to be able to achieve success with him, because he can't perform magic. No matter how how good he is, technically, his tactics and everything, he can't perform magic with his players. The guys we have on ground are... But I, there, there are no words to begin to quantify them as a player, as, as, as professionals. Last season was... I think that's the worst I've ever felt as a player. I mean, as a fan. Last season. Like you, like basic, like a basic. What was I? How would I put it down? Something like a basis of being a player. The players we had last season couldn't even perform that. Basis of being a player, running, marking, making good passes. 
we had issues with that. We can't blame the coach for our downfall this out of last season. We can't. Because we have abysmal performance of all our players, right from the top to the bottom. Well, except Ronaldo, but every one of them were just like I don't I am I'm, I'm still I'm still finding difficult to wrap my head around what happened last season. Like where where what 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 like how is it possible that the whole eleven players on the pitch perform in the same manner at the same time every match continuously constantly it's incredible how such thing happened i'm still beginning i'm still yet to understand how it happened so if we if the man you board are thinking that ten hang is still going to have to perform magic with that same set of players then we are in for a very long long season because nothing will happen this season we expected that we we're going to be uh, what's it called? We are, we are going to be um, linked to so many players this season. I knew that, but I expect that we are going to at least get to at least three players before the season started. At least hold on to three players that can be able to bring that kind of confidence back to this team. But we haven't done that. Instead, we spent three good months, three good months negotiating for a player that doesn't want to leave. How? Why do you want to spend 75 million, which is the same thing we've been doing all these years, spending money on players that don't want to leave or that don't want to come to your team? It's not, it doesn't make any sense. That how can how can you be negotiating for a player and the person comes and every time he comes on on um, on, on the media, he says he doesn't want to leave back. So why are we why are we spending so much time um, bidding for this guy? We have players in the Premier League, talisman. We have Neves. Those players you can actually pay lesser than and and, and they will come to your team and they will jail. I believe that Entelsman or Neves can do more than what Dijon can do. I don't say anything that Dijon does than just taking the ball from the midfield and and, and and runs with it to the end to the end to the bar line. Yes, he has that stamina. He has that um, agility about him. But it's not it's not it's not even a Champions League winner for 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 crying out loud. So why are we spending so much time? for this guy like i'm i'm really so angry i'm just gonna enjoy that football is back but as for my side bringing anything into this season nothing's gonna work because we've, we've, we've signed one player come on man city where the top where the top where the winners last season and they used about 40 points to to win that league from us i mean from our own position from first to fifth or something so they were about 40 points ahead of us and they've signed two two very good players, maybe three or something like that. And we've not signed anybody. Three, three. We've signed one, one small, one one but, very young guy. But so we had, you have had departures. It doesn't really matter. Yes, we need You have Boba left, Matic, Wamata, Andres Pereira. Most of the midfield players, most you had departures leaving for free. How are we replacing them? That's the problem. Are we replacing these people that left? Yes, we need to um, um, sell players to uh, to to uh, to make space for other players to come in. But we've sold, but no one has come in. What we have, the player we bought, is a squad player. That guy is a squad player. Left to me, he's not meant to come into the first level and just kick out um, anybody there. He's going to fight for his place. 
it's, it's like saying you are buying somebody to just come straight into 11. you're not that guy is not he's not a a, 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 a a player that will come in and just take in that position he's a squad player okay chris we need the player that can actually come into the top 11 and do something yeah I get a point, but let, let's 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 wow. let me get an uh, opinion from from somebody else. Um, Osi Walker, you think that business this, this window has been all deleting and business about the bush, or are they cooking up something for the future? Um, good evening, house, and um, I would say first of all, it's good to be back on the podcast. Um question you've asked. I don't think United is cooking up anything. The way it seems right now, I don't think they're cooking up anything. Just like um, Chris has had mentioned, um, United are just like, um, they're just chasing after the wild ring. They knew that, I think, I think the, the pressure is off them already presence of them already they are they are not competing in the champions league they are only they only have europe which is a lesser spotlight and then the league all you need to do the only tax ahead of you right now is to get yourself to the champions league and i don't think you need much to do that the pressure is of you go look for players that are willing to do their best don't look for um, um, um what was this player that are going after in, in Barcelona, Dijon, Frankie De Young. Yes, don't look for don't look for all those big. Go for people that are hungry to be at the Champions League next season. That is what you need. So, but but because obviously the status of the of the new manager, and he wants to perform. I think his his status is already ahead of him, and then all thanks to media and all. So he would want to deliver. But then I, I don't think he needs that right now. For you to be at the level of a top manager, you have to understand your environment first and not go for bigger things. Go for what the club needs. Don't go for what you want. Go for what the club needs. And what the club needs right now is survival. Survival to be in the Champions League. Survival of the glory left by Sir Alex Ferguson. That is what I think. I think since Sir Alex Ferguson left, United has not really, really done well except for when Jose Mourinho was around. So I think what they need right now is to be focused in getting that spot, even if it is fourth, to be in the Champions League. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I mean, the race is still on. It is very, very much wide open, this window. Anything could happen. That is, I'm really fighting to get the breaking day from Luna. Um, there's another rumor of them bidding for the Sergio Martinez Ajax to fill in the football position and a whole lot of business. So I think the patience is what's, what's coming for the fans, but the fans are not having it. Yeah, but it's, they're not really patient enough, and it's understandably why. You know, it's understandably you know reasonable why they are losing patience with the clause management. But let's move on to um, Chelsea and Tottenham to wrap up this. Um, sure. Um, Chelsea have had their first signing. Um, not unveiled yet, but the news is it's done. Raheem Sterling, 45 million from City to um, 
Cobams. And Tottenham had a number of signings too. They've had Ves Bisuma coming in from um, Brighton and Hove Albion. They've also had um Perisic. They've also had Richarlison from Everton. Uh, Clement Lengley from Barcelona. And he likes so. I want to throw it open. Um, bless him. What do you think about this Chelsea transfer window? Do you think it's been it's their first transfer this is the first um buy this season they had Rudy Gali for Real Madrid they've had and they are having them as we get also almost leaving they've had since leave the squad as well so what do you think about their they brought in Sterling and they're going for Nathan Ake for Man City blessing Okay, good evening, everybody. Well, what yeah. I about um, this Chelsea transfer is, I think their transfer this season is very, very slow. Like, very, very slow. I, I think it's understandable based on the fact that there's a new owner right now. If it's Abramovic, we definitely would have seen, like, maybe five signings or statement signing right now. But Ryan Sterling coming to Chelsea, that's a weird one. Like, it's, it's very, very strange. Knowing the kind of supporters Chelsea have, I think Ryan Sterling is going to frustrate them. Like, they are going to... <laughs> they'll, they'll see the, Ryan Sterling is, is in for a long, long season because Chelsea fans are those people that they don't, they don't even... Even if you are doing well, they are those ag- aggressive people. So, they'll... And Ryan Sterling is that kind of. I don't think they need Ryan Sterling kind of player. I don't think they need that. What Chelsea need? I think I think Chelsea need a very very uh, a very very good striker because um when I when I came with all the hype or everything last season was it last season or last two seasons that he came. But Ryan Sterling maybe it's the first time maybe because we still have um I think one month to go for the. Um, for the transfer window to for the transfer window is going to end. Um, Ryan Sterling, I don't think he's going to do well in Chelsea. I don't think it's a very good signing for Chelsea. That's what I think. My opinion. Is. I don't think it's a very good signing for Chelsea. That's not what Chelsea actually needs. Chelsea don't need Ryan Sterling. Sterling is too is too is too wasteful. So and it's almost like the same thing with they are buying Timo Werner. Though he's tested in Premier League though. But I don't think I'm selling that kind of player Chelsea need right now. So for me, zero over ten their transfer window. And basically, we are all seeing that Abramovic is <laughs> is the is like is the person holding Chelsea right now because the fans are frustrated that for the lack of signing that they've had this season. So they think I think did Chelsea make Chelsea are in the Champions League, right? They they are playing in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, they are. They are in Champions League. Wow. And they are not even making any signing. And um, Lukaku, Lukaku, Lukaku is no longer there. Um, they can't rely on Timowena because Timowena is also their, a very frustrating player. So Jesse have like, the forwards are very, very frustrating. Um, Timowena, Hakinziek, um, who have it. And, um, it's David for AC Milan. Aves. Akim Ziyech. Wow. Imagine. 
or is that the reason why they are signing Ryan Sterling? Maybe, maybe, Most, not maybe, 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 because I, I say I share a sentiment with Chelsea's win this season. It's, it's really funny. I don't know the plan Todd Bully has for the squad and um, Thomas Tuchel, but I mean, we thought they would get Richardson, they didn't. We thought they were getting Rafinha, and the Rafinha deal as yes. I think I did this what to, to talk about because it's 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 mind-boggling to see what Leeds and Deco and Rafinha are planning this season. But we'll talk about it in um, um podcast, the Rafinha deal and some other teams. I also want to move on to Tottenham real quick before we end the next show. Uh Conte has had good incomings this season. And what is he cooking? Is he buying for the league? Can he get the league with his incomings? Charlie Perisic, Bisuma, Clement Langley. What is Conte's plan this season, Samuel? Conte for me, for me, Conte is unpredictable. With the signing he has made this season, Conte is coming for the crown. He's coming for that crown. Everybody, uh, Liverpool should watch out, Man City should watch out. Because this guy, this guy is just a crazy... I will use a crazy and madman at the same time. He's coming to challenge for that cup, for that trophy. He's not playing this season at all. He's not playing with those signings he has made. When he when when he signed Richarlison, I know this this man was up to something. He's serious. He goes for a player and he gets the player. It's not uh, it's not like some other uh, coaches. Uh, I don't want to mention any coach. Uh, you go and prize as if they are prizing to fish in the market. You price for two months, you are surprising. Price for three months, you are surprising. Until the window please and you want to go and do a, a, a final day a transfer to get your player when you pay SS. So Conte, Conte is the manager to watch out for this season. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Everybody should watch out for this man. Conte is on fire. Conte is on fire. That's all I have to say. Conte is on fire. Watch out for him. Mr. Chris. Conte, Spurs, the window. What's your take on it? Well, um, I've always loved um, Antonio Conte. He has, he has been. Uh, I think in the. Uh, well, I'm not so sure, but I think in all all the teams he has been to, he has been able to achieve success there. So I feel this season, he has been. I think it's going to be the dark horse. Spurs will be the dark horse this season. They are going to be able to bring forth so many because now we are expecting them to co- actually compete because now they have a top manager and the top manager has already gotten them players not just any players but specific players that he wanted in order to be able to cover up his formation that he's trying to build around that Tottenham team because I that, because the way it's looking like now the Sun King the reliance on Sun King is not going to be all about what Tottenham will beat next season. They are going to be able to rely on so many players around them now. With Charlison coming in, having Paris, which Paris can always do so well with the, uh, at the wing back, and uh, other players that he has already brought forth to, uh, as well. So I feel this season, Tottenham are going to be the team to beat because last season they already built, they, 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 um, they built some kind of consistency last season, and they are going to continue that through this season. So I expect. A, I expect a lot from them. I expect a lot, and with what I'm saying, I, I'm I, I still see them finishing top four. That is, it all depends on how consistent these players will be, because 
sports can be just they can just collapse after 10 games or something they can collapse after 10 games and they'll start playing other um, some other teams but well, i'm expecting that that um conte will be able to instill that that's um, um consistency in this team this is let's let's open it thank you thank you very much um great signings this season great signings so far when the window is is not yet over um we are still days away for the first game of the season the community showed on the first of this month and we've had number of incomings and a whole number of outgoings from the Premier League which 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 you are best to wonder how things will end up this season and the shape and where the, the league is edging towards um thank you guys for coming in thank you guys for sharing your thoughts your opinions on some of the um, signings and the club's business um and management you know business as well Thank you guys for sharing your thoughts on Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, United, and um, Man City, and Chelsea as well. Next week, Sunday, join us. We'll be here to talk about the other business done by other um, teams. And the Rafinha saga. This is the Clan of Riches FPL podcast, the transfer window special from now to the end of the transfer window. And we hope to see you.